0: This is episode number six of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. You're going to have different team members depending on the situation, depending on what class you're in, depending on what business you want to start, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, ultimately is going to define who you want as a team member. Rise Up Mentoring was created to help students get the advice and encouragement they need to successfully graduate and prepare for their careers and life overall. Listen to the conversations of students and successful mentors to become the best version of you. Get the helpful advice that everyone else seems to already have and that you wish someone would have shared with you.
1: Hey, I'm Nigel Brown. I am a person who loves to learn. I spent my time in college picking up several degrees. I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering, a master's in management with a focus in project management and an MBA in marketing and strategy.
2: Hello, I'm Keisha Kyle. I'm a human resource development major at U of H. I am anticipated to graduate fall of 2018. So I'm ready. In my spare time, I like to cook. I like to eat, you know, the usual, the normal stuff a college student like to do.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us, Nigel. Thank you for joining us, Keisha. Today, I wanted us to talk a little bit about uh, teamwork, selecting the right teams, making sure that the individuals we surround ourselves are the right people. Nigel, can you start us off a little bit with what you'd like to add, maybe a definition of teamwork, what a team is? My definition of a team is a group of people
1: that includes you and others. And teamwork is how do you make sure that all of you can work together and get the goal accomplished that you are put together for.
0: I'll say it a little bit differently. I would define it as a group of individuals on the same side of a common goal. Does that sound good to you, Nigel? Yeah. Perfect. Well, let's move on with the conversation, what is the first piece of advice that you would offer Keisha in her college uh, career now, um, where she is in college, and where she is going in corporate America? What would be the key pieces of advice that you would provide to her regarding teamwork or providing and selecting the right teams?
1: Sure. So, as I said before, it's a group of people that come together, you and others. So I always like to approach things with a, with a kind of a formula. So one of the things you have to do is to know yourself. That's the first element of knowing the team. If you know who you are, you can better see how you're going to fit in the puzzle with other people. Then you have to know others. So it's time to start people watching. It's time to start understanding what people's um, skills are, um, their their quirks, their strengths, and just understand how you can work together with them. So sometimes you're going to meet up with people and you're not going to know exactly who they are, uh, whether it's the first day of school or you get assigned to a team um, in a lab or you just, just need to know people. Then once you know both how you work, who you are, and you know how they work and who they are, then you can know how you both are going to fit together and how you can work together to accomplish your goal. Um, So that's one part of being successful is is knowing how you can form your team. So sometimes you will have to be put on a team and in that discovery, you don't necessarily get to select them, but you get to find out who they are still. So you're still doing a part of the the planning and figuring out who they are and how you're going to work together. This you have less options on who you get to work with.
2: Okay, being that I'm a human resource major. We have to do a group project in pretty much every class. So going in on the first or the second class meeting, we have to pick our group. How would I go about that being that I don't know anyone in the class? So do I just pick anybody and say, hey, I want to work with you and then just go from there?
1: Now, in that scenario, you're less likely to be able to observe people from the beginning. um, If you don't know that's going to happen. But it's like when you walk into a building, maybe it's just the mindset I had to always know where I'm going to be. And I'm always paying attention to my surroundings and that you should do that same thing regardless of where you are in life. So as soon as you walk into a room, you should be looking around the room and saying, is this individual engaged? I mean, do they, look like they want to be there or do they not like they want to be there should be one of the key things to tell you how they're going to act or how they look at the class. So if they had their heads down, they're on their phones or, you know, they're just not really engaged in all, on the topic and they don't, they don't want to be there, you probably don't want to pick them if you have a choice. Now, you may want to look around also and see if you know people in the room and that that will help you in the selection of, of who you want on the team as well. If you don't know anybody in the room, I think you start, need to start paying attention to, you know just the, I was thinking around their work ethic, but you may not know that from just looking at them either. Uh but you can pick up on if they had their notebooks out, their pens or the laptop, or you know, that's partially that goes back to the engagement factor.
0: Okay. That's a good that's a good point. One of the things that I just um went through a training recently, they were pointing out when you look around the room, there are certain key signs that a speaker would be looking for. One if somebody's leaning back and not really paying attention, um, those are one of the individuals that you might avoid. Those are the folks that are going to be low energy, not really trying to participate. The folks that are leaning forward, have their hands on the desk, uh, have a finger on the bottom of their chin they intently paying attention to everything that you have to say, those are individuals that are going to be engaged. So when Nigel says folks that are engaged and folks that aren't, those are some of the ways that you can figure out what type of individual that person might be. This is a continuous process. Something may be going on at that particular moment, that particular day that might change their demeanor. So continue to evaluate them over multiple instances, but I think it's a pretty good. Indicator of whether somebody's going to be paying attention. You'll see folks that are on their phone the entire time checking out the ground, checking out FB, Facebook, Snapchat. If they're on social media during the entire class, they're either one incredibly smart and don't need to pay attention, or they're gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, You'll figure that one out pretty quick after the first exam, the first homework assignment, or the first question that the teacher throws their way, in and it says, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, huh? Uh, what was the question? Now, if their answer is phenomenal, they're probably going to be the person to ace it. But if they're going to give you a BS answer, that's one of the individuals. Cross them off. Nigel and I talked about this before. One of the things that's easier is to figure out who you don't want on a team.
2: True.
0: <laughs> that, that's the real quick part. Now take him off the list. There's no way I want him or that girl on my team. So look for people that you want to cut from the team as well. Okay. Nigel, what else do you have that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. So one of the elements that came to mind was also the character of the person, you know, so a- as you, you'll be able to evaluate them over time. You get to pick up on tendencies. I mean, don't you hate when somebody says they're going to be somewhere and they just don't show up? That's one of those things you want to make sure that you, you kind of pick out and say, okay, guess what? That person's dependable and I want to work with them or they're not dependable at all. I don't want to mess with them at all. You know, So that's one of the aspects of character. So you want to make sure that you get that, um, you observe that. Uh, that. That part also goes back to the, the commitment. So some assignments are going to take a lot more effort than others. And do you have somebody who's going to stick through it and try to get things done with you? Or do you not have that person? So you also want to know um, how that's going to shake out for the, for the person as you analyze them from a a character standpoint.
0: All right. So what kind of individuals do you need on your team? Do they all need to be uh, leaders, all individuals that make decisions When I look at um, life in general, there are
1: leaders in every capacity. So um, if you think about it from a a, you have a person who leads, whether that's at church or you can have them have a passive role at at the house or at work. um, There's just different ways people are leaders. And so you you, you don't want to think about, do I have a leader or not? Because every person has the capability and capacity to lead. Now, the question has to be, what are they interested in leading? And where where can you get their energy out of? So as you pick this team, you can say, okay, now I need to understand what skills this person bring to the table and and think about what can they do and what do they do well. I liken this to like the first time you show up uh, maybe for a pickup basketball game. You go in and you start your warm ups out. You're doing some layups, you're shooting and everything else while you're doing that. And this is part of being observing about your surroundings. You look down the other side of the court and you see this guy every time he takes a shot, it's going in. That's your shooter right there. You know what skill set that person has. You look at another person, maybe you look down there, you see a see a brother like me, six four and, and three hundred pounds, you're probably saying, you know, that's the center that I'm gonna pick um for my team or the power forward, they're gonna play defense, they're gonna rebound, they're gonna be very key for me to have a defensive presence. So you gotta kinda try to figure out what does each individual bring to the team and how you can get that out of that person.
0: I was um when you said that you you were talking about the uh, I guess power four type position, you're talking about somebody somebody that's big, and I'm thinking about individuals that can move other individuals out of the way. So when you said that, I went to uh, types of people that aren't going to hesitate to say no, absolutely not. I don't care that you fell asleep early last night. You're going to get it done, right? That's the that's almost like playing defense. You're going to do what needs to get done. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear you crying about how um, somebody upset you and you had an emotional day or your boyfriend broke up with you. This assignment was due from jump. There are some extenuating circumstances where folks will give you a pass, right? If somebody passed away in the family, something extreme happened, but people break up with people every day. And I need you to move on. I need you to to contain this issue and put that to the side so we can get this assignment done just because your boyfriend broke up, with you should not impact my grade. If we are in a group, we are doing group work. The professor is not going to accept. Well, John broke up with me and I cried (laughs) myself to sleep last night and forgot to do my homework. That's not an acceptable excuse at work. It's not an acceptable excuse at school, and it's not an acceptable excuse anywhere in life. Yeah, that's that's a valuable point. Yeah, who's passionate? That's one of the things that you can pay attention to and look for is who's passionate about different subjects. Whether you're talking about chemistry or you're talking about baseball, whether you're talking about language arts, humanities. Or you're talking about going camping and fishing. You need to know who's going to be the individual that you can go speak to about with these items. So that's also one of the things I'd like to highlight is that you're going to have different team members depending on the situation. Depending on what class you're in, depending on what business you want to start, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, ultimately is going to define who you want as a team member.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's an excellent point. Um, I, I like how you what you said and how it ties into, I, I, I go back to sports all the time. So if it, for instance, in basketball, I, I've been on a team where you, you pick too many tall people. And The big problem with picking too many tall people is there's a lot of space between your hand and the ball and the floor. So that really doesn't necessarily, unless you have somebody who has very good handles and they can handle the ball from whatever height they are, how tall they are, then you're going to probably have more steals and it's probably going to be counterproductive. It's also just counterproductive to have people who play the same position. So although you said earlier how, you know, somebody can look for a reciprocation of um, emotions or a type of conversation, you could also look for somebody who's going to offer you a different perspective. And so if you look at that from a position standpoint of basketball, sometimes you have a point guard, sometimes you have a a point uh, forward, sometimes you have a center. Sometimes you have people who play multiple positions, so you know, need to know who can do multiple things for you or who can do things in one singular way or one, one approach. So you got to know the positions people play in your life and on your team and how that all plays together and links up and meshes together for you to be successful. There's a, there's a great quote that says, before you start your journey, pick your companions. And that goes to talking about how are you going to have the right people to go through the experience with, not just so much all about the skills, but how are you going to enjoy the journey? Because a lot of times we have a destination mentality. So we look at things and, man, I can't wait to get there. But sometimes the, the memories and the camaraderie that you form going through the journey is going to be more memorable than the moment you you hit that arc, you know, that that moment. Uh, sad to say, I, I think about graduation and and I can't remember much of the graduation ceremony. And that was the end of college when I sit back and think about it, I'm thinking about the times I kicked it inside the lounge when I was shooting pool, when I was playing basketball, when I was um, bonding with the different individuals, when I went to the bars or, and when I went to certain classrooms. And so how did that interaction go? Man, this professor really, you know, rocked me. I, I didn't really see this topic being that pivotal, or I didn't think this class is going to be worth anything to me. And then later on finding out wow, this is really a, a key shift in my mentality and how I approach things. And it's just, it's worthwhile to see the journey is quite often more powerful than just the
0: destination that you're going to. Thank you for that, Nigel. Keisha, do you have anything else?
2: Um, Yes. So let's say I get into this group, we start our work and everything. And then later down the line, I find out that the person does not have the qualities that they were showing in the beginning, like after they show their true self? Sh- like, would it affect my team's end result if I change up my team?
1: Sometimes it will. Sometimes you'll be able to change up your team. Sometimes you won't be able to change up your team. For instance, uh, I remember being in one of the classes I had for a lab, and I had a team of four people and we all had our different areas. One person was supposed to select the this this assignment or this lab was supposed to be making a heat pump. And we had to pick the material for the lab, for the the kettle that was going to boil the water. And we had to pick the the amount of how long the pipe was and all sorts of different characteristics. And this person was supposed to be the metallurgy person and they just didn't want to pull their, their, their weight. So we had to do research to offset and say, okay, that person's not doing what we picked them up for they weren't interested in it. And so we had to figure out how are we going to get the information that we need to have when that person is not providing it. So you ha- you may have to shift your approach to get the result that you want. You may not be able to pick up your skills. It's, it's just like going, like I said, I, I, going back to basketball. If your person, you know, down low is not rebounding, maybe your point guard needs to step up and go inside and, and rebound. So each person plays a different role and maybe has a primary um, role and task and thing that they're supposed to a way they're supposed to act, but each person's supposed to offset and they're going to have a peak in a different area where that person may be weak. You may say, okay, that person's got a very strong um, strength in that area. Their peak is in, in that person's valley. And you're trying to match those two and set them up so that you offset one weakness with the, another person's strength. But that doesn't mean that that person can only do that thing. No person, uh, people on a a basketball, one just really dribbles well and can really pass really well. It's probably the reason why they're their point guard. But that doesn't mean everybody else can't dribble or can't pass. So every person has a degree of a skill set they have to bring to the team. And if somebody falls short, that means that you're going to have to pick up the slack for that person and maybe vice versa in that scenario where you're not getting what you expected out of a certain position.
0: I would even say that. The individuals that may not be delivering that day, that they may have an off day, right? If you think about a basketball game or any other sport, you have some athletes that just don't do well on a particular night. They will kick it into overdrive on one of the next games. And as long as they continue to contribute over the long term, they're a worthwhile teammate. But if they don't ever help, they don't score, they don't contribute to the, the goal that you need to accomplish then, yeah, it's time to try and change that team member out. One of the things that, one of the scenarios where you might come across that is you have a a team where you're working on something for an assignment for a professor and you find out, you realize this person's just not cutting it. Tell the professor, right? You have to at least communicate to the professor what the issue is so that he can help you address it if he's going to. Some may, some may not. You may be fortunate enough for them to say to the person that won't contribute, okay, you now have to do the entire project by yourself. They're going to continue doing the work that has been done. I've got documentation. I've got the emails that they said you didn't show up to this meeting. You didn't show up to this meeting. You didn't show up to this meeting. You didn't submit your portion of the report. You now are responsible for your grade alone. It's not fair to let them suffer because you refuse to commit you refuse to contribute you may be lucky in getting that scenario you may not you may end up with the professor that says sorry this is this is the way life is sometimes you're going to have individuals that aren't going to contribute you need to pick up the slack as nigel um, mentioned earlier alluded to earlier so those are the things that you're going to have to pay attention to you're definitely going to have to make sure that you bring it up to the authority figure That's over your deliverable, the thing that you have to accomplish. So when that time comes, bring it up, document it in an email so that you can show, hey, here are the five times this person didn't show up to the meeting. Here are the three times they didn't do their work. Here's the one time that they were incredibly rude to one of the other teammates. Disrespectful.
1: Yeah. So a lot of times you have those conversations with people. I mean, I I, I work in consulting. Every single day I work here, I meet different people and new people, so my job is to kind of know who that person is i mean so i, I I'll give you another um side side story. Um, we go through uh, a different project. I get there There are seven people who are on my team of which I know one other person, and I don't know the other people, but they're all put together on a team, and I have to work with each and every one of them. In this consulting company I work for, they have a different approach for a lot of things. And they go through and they give you a course um, overview of who the people are, whether that's a, they, they have us a, a, do a Meyer Briggs personality indicator, and they also have us do a thing called social styles. So they each give you elements of understanding of an individual. So is this person outgoing? Are they more overdrawn? Um, are they extroverted or introverted is what, what, what that one's going towards? And how do they how do they behave? Are they assertive? Are they the person who gets in and thinks that they know the direction that the team has to go? Are they more reserved and they play you know a supporting role? Are they more of a, a um, everybody needs to get along the kumbaya type of personality? Each of these person brings something to the table, but you have to kind of know how they are. So one of the things of for those seven people that I I I'm gonna do work with, I look at their people page, find out who they are. I mean, that may be the equivalent of your, the Facebook and kind of find out who and what every person's into to kind of connect with them, because every single person works better when they have a connection to another individual. So you have to know the other person. And that means you have to do your homework, I'm not saying you should be stalking nobody, um, but you should know and observe that person, because throughout life, every single person observation that you make is going to be ongoing and you're going to have to know who that person is over time and see the qualities in that person. So every day I I say it all the time is like every day is an interview because you don't know who you are or who you're working with um, on any given day. But that person that you're working with could be a a, um, could be your, 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 you know, somebody you marry, it could be somebody that you plan on working with a longer term and as a result, you just need to need to be observant and, and taking into consideration who a person is and get to know them, whether that's just through conversation with them or observing them from across the room or what have you.
2: OK, I have one more question. Is there a such thing as a as the perfect team?
1: I would say there is no such thing as the perfect team. There's perfect teams for perfect situations. Maybe you get an alignment for, you know what, this team was uniquely put together to do this one element and they do it really well. But if I took that same team and dropped them in different circumstances, you know, maybe it's, you know, I had the perfect team to deliver this piece of work for for my company. I may not want that same team to be dropped in the middle of the woods and have to be a survivor episode. It's probably a different outcome from what I experienced inside of corporate America or what I experienced inside of a a project I ran with a team. So I don't think there's an element of a perfect team that you should be trying to put together. I think there's an element that you should be looking to see what you can get out of your team and how you can work together. It doesn't mean that they're all all great people to work with for every situation that you're gonna come across.
0: (laughs) You said that I automatically started thinking about our wives. (laughs) They'd be great individuals to start a business with. But if we happen to have need to go camping and need to survive out in the middle of the woods, they're probably not the individuals we would pick to jump on to Survivor with. No, I think my wife would like to watch me on Survivor, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't think she'd like to see us on Survivor. I agree with that. What else would you like the students to leave this conversation with, Nigel?
1: When I was in business school, I came in the first year and I watched the process for the previous year's competition. So I got to learn what the competition was all about. And the following year, I was supposed to build my team. So I built out and I made applications. And knowing what the process takes, I said, "Okay, I need somebody who's a salesman. I need somebody who speaks really well for this um, competition. I need somebody who really loves research. And how do I build out this team for this project? So I went across, and this is for a National Black MBA competition. The National Black MBA competition is a um, competition that's sponsored by Fiat Chrysler. So they are the car company. And for instance, one of the cases I worked on was the launch of a new vehicle, the Jeep Renegade. So we had to put together a marketing plan for the Jeep Renegade and we took home second place, which is all right, you know, but they used our marketing campaign for the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm happy because I got the ad and I got the presentation that says, this is the idea. And then this is the realization of it. So the the, the company Fiat Chrysler, they, they take um, different business schools and they let them put together different plans for how the company should work. This is like hiring external consultants to come in and analyze things and give you a fresh perspective. So it's free consultation. And there's a prize at the end of it. Um, So you get some money if you win. You get 25K um, if you win for your team and 15 for second place and then 10 for third place. So there's some monetary incentive with it. But as I said before, I was sitting there trying to figure out who I'm going to put this thing together. And I said this was a national black NBA competition. So you may be thinking that this is going to be an all black team. Uh, But one of the team members that I picked up was a Vietnamese dude who's um, one of my one of my good friends. And so we, I picked him up for the team because he brings together the, the vision and a, a, a ability to, to sell an idea and a concept in a very visual way that allows for people to see it and for people to get behind that. And that's something that you definitely want on this case competition because you're telling a company how to go spend their money and how to invest and in what to do. So you have to make it like it's real life for them. So there, we had a person who was exquisite at, at the amount of research that she would put together she' put together pretty much an ironclad presentation of all the nuggets and facts you have to have inside of a case and you had other people who we had each of the each of each of us had the writing you know um I'm more of a uh, a person who can edit and improve something so the other person she originated a lot of the work she was the creator she made a lot of the stuff up I, after she created, she doesn't really like to go back and edit. So I play the role of editing to help out her skill set to make her more well-rounded for the whole team to be up on the next level. So we all did all that. And then we go to this competition. And one of the things you got to do is you got to realize how people work. So in figuring out how people work, you got people who are going to be more withdrawn, more individualistic. So they may work best by getting their um, together doing their research and figuring out where they want to go individually before they go into a group meeting. There are other people who strictly will go into a group meeting and they will talk and th- that is how they work. They are they need to get things in front of other people and they need to talk through all their stuff. It's good to know how each individual comes together and how you can leverage each of their skills.
0: Keshaw, are there any experiences that you had while you were in college that they ring true as the best experience you ever had with a team or the worst experience you ever had with a team?
2: Yes. So the worst experience actually happened this semester. I'm in a group and we had to pick a company and basically write about that company. Like how would you train the people that need to be trained and how would you find the people that need to be trained, things like that. We had a certain day to present. I asked like two weeks in advance, so what are we going to do? Have Have y'all thought of anything? Because I was already looking up stuff and I was like, I was looking up this and this and this. And the the girl comes back, oh, we haven't done anything yet. We don't know yet. I was like, so y'all just want to wait until the day of to put everything together? I don't understand. And they waited until the night before to put everything together.
0: Is there anybody on that team that you actually would work with again in the future? There's Mm. (laughs) not.
2: Because everybody, like, we're in a group, and if I ask a question, I'm asking the whole group, not just one person. Like, one person will respond, but it's not... Helping the group at all. Oh, we're going to do it this day. But it's no information about what we're actually supposed to be doing. Yeah. So it's just like, and then the rest of them, they just don't respond. And they wait until the last
1: minute. You you mentioned something that's kind of interesting, interesting as well. So you talked about the fact that, you know, last minute, sometimes you have last minute people and individuals on your team. And I'm not, you know, telling you to lie to people. I'm just telling you to tell them different due dates. So if your project's due at the end of the semester, uh, now this works best when you don't have like a syllabus that tells you exactly when everything is due, but you can say, hey, I need this piece of the puzzle by this date. And for those um, who are a little bit more likely to come late, or deliver late you tell them the earlier time frame so you got to tell them hey guess what i need it. we need this by you know two weeks before this due date you know the due date but you don't communicate that due date you say we need it by this date and then you may be
0: able to remind them that wraps up this episode on how to create your own personal draft date after nigel selected his team for the black nba case competition they ended up winning second place and $15,000. But the most powerful result is that Nigel and Chow, his Vietnamese teammate from the MBA program, are business partners today in a real estate venture less than three years after they graduated. I remember Nigel sharing a story with me about how Chow would come back from lunch breaks with dress clothes and dirty work boots because Chow had taken his lunch break to check out some damaged real estate properties instead of spending two hours chatting and eating pizza. Nigel was scouting his classmates, and it paid off big time. I pray this episode will encourage you to start paying close attention to your classmates as well. Thanks for checking out our show this week. If you want to learn more or listen to other episodes, you can go to riseupmentoring.com podcast. If you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear or have a suggestion for who I should interview, hit me up on Twitter at Rise Up Mentors or on Facebook and Instagram at Rise up Mentoring US. If you found this episode helpful, please consider helping us spread the word by sharing our podcast on social media or writing a review for us on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast. I'm Norman Brown, and you've been listening to the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast.